The Z-Ball podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome into another episode of the Z-Ball Podcast, recording this on a Tuesday afternoon in Southern California, about three hours away from the start of the 2023 NBA Conference Finals matchups. The Western Conference Finals will be starting today between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. On, On the Eastern Conference side, it's the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. So let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, I got a Rebound joining me today. What up, Rebound? How's it going? What's up, Zibo? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing well. Uh, it's been an exciting uh, playoffs so far. Uh, first, Good two first rounds and uh, looking forward to the conference finals matchup. So uh, let's just get into kind of the, the matchups. We'll start in the West. So the defending champions are out. The, the Warriors, they lost in six games to your Lakers. So what do, you, what do you think happened with the Warriors and where do you see them uh, going next uh, in, towards next season as far as the roster shakeup and stuff? Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with the Warriors. I think Poole's gone and I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Clay, Clay could be gone, but at the end of the day, we'll see what happens. Uh, not really worried about that right now. Okay, and then uh, regarding the the series, uh, what what did you see from the Lakers and in terms of thwarting the the Warriors' efforts, and and kind of taking control of that series and ultimately winning? Uh, at the end of the day, I think it was just Clay Thompson and Paul playing bad, and then Lakers role players stepping up, specifically Austin Reeves and other players, and then making that switch in Game Six of starting Schroeder over Vanderbilt. Okay, and then. Uh, Regarding kind of the matchup, it was uh, dubbed as kind of a big uh, Steph Curry versus LeBron. W- what did you see from both of those guys in this series, and who do you think ultimately played better in in that series? They both played well, but uh, I think LeBron played better uh, at his age, year twenty. You know, he's putting up crazy numbers, and uh, I think he, he's he's moving on. So, and Steph's in Cancun. Okay, and then. W- what do you see kind of moving forward for LeBron next series? Uh, I don't know. It all depends who's going to guard him. I know they're going to switch up Gordon, Porter Jr., and KCP on him. So we'll see how he does tonight. Okay. All right. So we'll get into that that series. But the other other series that were, uh, which in which Denver advanced, they beat uh, the Phoenix Suns in six games. So uh, Bad end to obviously for the Suns once again, and they also fired their coach uh, Monty Williams. So, what do you see for Phoenix moving forward, and who do you see coming in as their their next coach? Uh, I don't know. There's some rumors that James Harden's going to come. If he comes, then Mike D'Antoni's coming for sure. I think uh, they're going to try to move Chris Paul. Can they move him? I don't know. I think they can move DeAndre Ayton, which they will. A lot of moves are going to be happening. Obviously, the only two are safe with Booker and Durant. But other than that, everyone is all going to be probably moved. A lot of new new ownership, so that's a big deal too. So 
let's see what happens there. And uh, good luck to Monty. He'll get a nice job. He didn't deserve the boot. Okay, regarding yeah, the new ownership, Matt Ishbia came in uh, February right before the trade deadline. Obviously, made the big splash to get Kevin Durant a few days a few days later at the trade deadline, and has made a lot of kind of yeah new ownership type moves. Uh, he's a young owner, uh, former. I mean, in the mortgage business, uh, owner of the United Mortgage Company. What do you think? What do you think of the rumors of Isaiah Thomas, uh, confidant and uh, friend of? The owner, new owner, Matt Ishbia, possibly taking over as the head, next head coach. What do you think of that? Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm not really focused on that stuff right now. I'm focused on the playoffs. Okay. So what what are you focused on? The playoffs? Or? Yeah. Okay. And a lot of racist stuff going on in the NBA, which no one's talking about. Okay. What, what kind of racist stuff? Mark Jackson did not put Nikola Jokic in his top five MVP. This was not a mistake. This was a black man, B-L-A-C-K, man, being racist, and no one's talking about it. Putting five black people in his top five NBA, and not the second best player, uh, if not the first best player in the NBA voting for MVP, is MVP. It's not no damn mistake, and this needs to get called out. He came out and gave a fake damn apology, because to save his damn job, and this needs to be talked about. Mark Jackson is racist. Okay, I don't, I don't know his intentions, but it's definitely dumb for what he did. The, uh, the top five that he had for the MVP vote. I, I, don't, I don't know his intentions behind it. But obviously, uh, it's a very, very bad leaving uh, the reigning uh, two, two straight... She's two-time straight winner of the MVP before this season, Nikola Jokic. So I, I don't know what he was doing there or thinking there and when he kind of uh, made his list and he ultimately voted for someone, put someone in the top five that uh, didn't, hit, which his team didn't make the playoffs. It's, that's almost kind of a guaranteed a qualifier. You, ha you have to be at least in the playoffs to win the MVP usually, historically. So... Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what he was thinking there. It was really, really bad. And I don't know, you can't really, I guess, to defend the, kind of your rationale and and kind of the the voting there that he had. But I don't know, ultimately, yeah. I mean, that's he was the only one that didn't vote for Jokic at some spot, I think, at between one and five. So that that's really bad. But uh, so I uh, let's kind of uh, get into the series now. Rebound the Western Conference Finals. The playing team, your Los Angeles Lakers, the seventh seed, taking on the Denver Nuggets, the one seed in the West. This is a rematch of the 2020 Conference Finals in the bubble. So, first of all, let's talk about the bubble. All four bubble teams from the Final Four are back. So, does this kind of legitimize the the bubble a little more? In the eyes of people, or, or I don't people? know. I think the other people are just very closed on that. Like there's a bubble tournament. That's it. Okay, so why why do you think there's so much uh, kind of backlash from the bubble, or undermining, or devaluing of of the results in the bubble? Because LeBron won. Okay. So all the, all the LeBron haters are, are saying can't say that. So what, if if LeBron had lost to Miami, what would the conversation you think have been? LeBron just lost. He he choked. 
Okay. Would it, would it have been legitimized then? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, yeah, I think the only reason I think it, or the biggest reason I think is because LeBron won. And I, I don't think people would have, I had said at the time as well in the bubble three years ago when it was kind of going on that people were kind of playing both sides of the fence. If LeBron won, it's, oh, well, uh, I mean, this is kind of an undermined title. It's in the bubble. It's so easy to win. But if he had lost, oh, well, he's 4-7 and seven in the finals, blah, 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 or 3-7, and seven, whatever. And it, it would have been used totally against him. So he was kind of somewhat like a lose-lose situation. But he, he did come away with his fourth title in that one. I mean, in my opinion, it's, it was all, always legitimate whether he won or lost it. So, but he ended up winning. So let's get into the series. What, what's your pick? What What are your kind of key matchups, uh, coaching wise, player wise, and who Who do you think comes out on top? Yeah, I think the, the key matchup. You know, everyone's just gonna say Joker and AD. That's like the obvious one. But I think the key one is who's gonna guard Jamal Murray, and who's gonna guard LeBron. Because Jamal Murray's been balling out like he's been playing in the like he was in the bubble. So uh, I think that's gonna have to be a big thing, and I don't. And the Lakers bench is gonna have to step up because I think their bench is better than Denver's bench. But we'll have to see what happens. I think Lakers will have to win Game One or Two if they want to win the series. It's a biased pick, but I'm gonna go with Lakers in six. Okay. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be a really fun series. Uh, a lot of kind of different uh, chess matches on, on both sides. Obviously, I think that the key for Denver as has been all along so far in the playoffs is running the, the offense through Jokic, uh, kind of mid-post, elbow-type area, uh, letting him kind of um, do his magic, create uh, for himself and for other players. I think that's when they've had kind of the most success. And then also kind of the... The pick and roll between him, him and Murray. So I think that's 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 a big kind of facet as well. I think athletically, I don't really think many. Uh, there's not very many players on the, on the Lakers who can kind of keep up with Murray. Maybe only, uh, I mean, Anthony Davis and uh, Vanderbilt, and then Anthony Davis is gonna have his hands full uh, and be busy with Jokic. So I think Murray is gonna be able to. I kind of have free reign, in my opinion, off offensively for, for the Nuggets. And he showed what he could do when he was fully healthy in 2020. Uh, he's super athletic. Yeah, he can. He has a good mid-range jump shot. He can shoot uh, long range as well. And then I think, yeah, I, I think just Denver, it feels like to me this destiny is kind of uh, for Denver this year to kind of uh, make a title run, win the title, uh They've had, uh, obviously, the last two seasons, they haven't had their, their full squad. In 2020, they had uh, a full squad, and then uh, they lost to the Lakers in five in the conference finals. And then also kind of, they have um, someone on the Lakers team that year from the 2020 title, KCP. And then also, the two people that were on that team are now on the Lakers, Malik Beasley and uh, Jared Vanderbilt, I believe. So on the 2020 uh, Nuggets team, so, and then this is what the Nuggets last two times they faced off against the Lakers in the conference finals, 09 and 2020, they weren't really like favorites. They didn't have home court, but this time coming in, I think they're favorites and rightfully so. And so 
I'm, I'm going to lead Nuggets. Uh, I'm going to say in seven games, it's going to be a long series, I think. I think LeBron on the other side for the Lakers, I think, is going to be exploiting uh, different matchups, uh, switches and stuff, and kind of getting in the post on some of those um, small guards. I think he's going to really hunt Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, those guys. I mean, but I guess for Denver, they're going to I, I would think the primary defender on LeBron is going to be Aaron Gordon. And then KCP mixed in as well. But I think, yeah, I, did, I just think LeBron, even against those guys, should have an advantage. Maybe Aaron Gordon probably has the best shot just because of his size and athleticism. But I think LeBron's strength, I think he can still kind of uh, exploit Aaron Gordon a little bit. But I think he's going to try his best like he did in that in the Warriors series to kind of uh, get switches, pick and roll, stuff like that, and get uh, get to a position where he's going up against Christian Brown, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. And I think it's going to be a very fun series. And then Darvin Ham has shown uh, a lot of uh, different adjustments that he's made with lineups and defensive and kind of uh, getting his team up for, for certain games and keeping their intensity up defensively. I think uh, uh, kudos to him as a rookie coach. Uh, he's been a longtime assistant coach in the league and getting his chance now, and he's uh, making the most of it, maximizing it. And then uh, Michael Malone and Denver on the other side, I mean, I think they, they've built a lot of continuity. I think they're kind of the uh, the team le left in the, in the playoffs, kind of like with the – that's kind of had like the – I guess kind of like the longest kind of like tenure core core so i think that that's gonna play a big factor i think they have a a lot of comfortability like good chemistry with each other so and then the lakers obviously their core i mean lebron anthony davis are really the only guys from that uh 2020 team right i believe so and then denver as well i mean they have kind of some new guys but i think they have more more continuity than than the Lakers, so that's why I'm gonna go Denver slightly. I think it's gonna be a close game seven win in Denver's favor, but they're gonna they're gonna win the series in seven games and uh, move on to the NBA Finals. All right, let's move on to the Eastern Conference side of things. Rebound. So we got the eight seed Miami Heat. They are a playing team as well. They're taking it on. The two-seeded Boston Celtics. This is a rematch of the 2020 and 2022 Conference Finals. So this is their third time these teams are matching up in the Conference Finals in the last four years. So before we get kind of get into the matchup, let's kind of discuss uh, some of the, the, those teams they beat in the Eastern Conference. So the Heat beat the Knicks. So the the Knicks obviously took a step. They won their first series, I think, since 2012 or 2013. Right. Uh, and then, uh, what, the Boston, they beat Philly in in seven. Absolutely destroyed them in game seven in the second half. And Tatum had an awesome uh, performance, 51 points, most ever points in a, in a game seven, beating Stephen Curry's record in that he had in Game 7 versus Sacramento in this year's first round. So, ultimately, with the Philly, what what do you think happens? I mean, they, does it feel like they, they've kind of maxed out kind of their, their core, kind of that they're building around Embiid? Or where, what do they do from here? What do you think? They've definitely maxed out. Uh, they're not going to get past... They didn't get past Boston, clearly. 
they got lucky that Milwaukee was out. Uh, so and even if they won this one, uh, they would uh, they would uh, get bounced in, in the in the conference finals probably by Miami. So I I think Philly needs to blow it up. Uh, I think everyone should be going besides Embiid okay, and Maxi. So. You keep Maxi unless you're getting something. Embiid and Maxi are the only ones. Yeah, unless you get something really good for Maxi. He's young, but I still like the guy. Okay, so yeah, they've already gotten rid of Doc Rivers today. So, um, uh, what do you what do you think about the the coach? What? Uh, I don't know. Uh, if they get Harden, if the Harden stays, then I think D'Antoni comes in. D'Antoni? Yeah. What is D'Antoni still the associate head coach there or no? Right? Uh, I don't know. I'm not no. sure. I don't want to. Oh, okay. I don't know where D'Antoni is right now. I, I think I thought he was an associate head coach, or that might have been recently, or that might not have been the case when Doc after Doc came in, but. Uh, I don't know, let's see what kind of what they do with the coach. But, yeah, I don't, it's just they haven't been to the conference finals since 01. Uh, they had the MVP and Embiid this year. It's just disappointing season again once once again. I mean, a lot of kind of different uh, core guys they put around uh, Embiid, and they still haven't uh, been able to get over that hump. I mean, the closest they got, obviously, was in 2019 when Kawhi hit that shot, and they had Jimmy Butler and... Tobias Harris and all those guys, and then they chose to sign uh, Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler after that. So it's been, yeah, re really bad. I mean that they haven't been able to kind of get over that hump. But I think, yeah, you know, obviously Embiid and and Maxi, yeah, yeah, Maxi's gonna have to really take a, a step up, level up. I mean ne these next couple seasons if they wanna really uh, make some noise and make make some deep playoff runs. So. If that doesn't happen, it's going to be kind of the kind of the same stuff we've been seeing for them from them the last what since 2018 up till now. So just get to the second round and then your season ends. So all right. Uh, on the other side, what the Knicks obviously in a lot of people's uh, minds, definitely in my mind, overachieved. Uh, won their first series since 2013. So what do you what do you see for the Knicks? I mean, any kind of major moves? That you see them making uh, in the off season, they gotta make some moves. I mean, I don't know who they should trade. I think Randall is the prime candidate. I would keep Barrett. I would keep Brunson, but you need a true number one. You can't rely on Brunson scoring forty points every night to win games. So that's not gonna cut it. And Randall wasn't a hundred percent. So if they do run it back, I wouldn't mind. But because New York doesn't have high expectations, so. This was a successful season for them, but let's see who, who they try to get. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what, I mean, what they could package. I mean, they would have to package, like, if they want to get, like, a big-name player, they'd obviously have to package R.J. Barrett. RJ Barrett and, like, one of their big men, right? Yeah. Evan, Evan Fournier probably, too? Or, or is he a free agent? I think he said he's gone, like he's getting traded. Yeah, I think he's gone for sure, but I don't know if he still has, like, if he's going to get traded or is he a free agent. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he, his playing time was basically gone after they got Josh Hart and then all those other guards in there, Brunson, R.J. Barrett, so... And, yeah, I mean, wh what do you think the deal is with Julius Randle? Obviously, he's played well regular season last two seasons, but playoff time he's really been sluggish and kind of very inconsistent. So what, what, do, you, what do you think? Do you think he's ultimately not a player built for playoff situations or what? 
Uh, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. He wasn't a hundred percent, but we'll still have to see next season. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, because it's just it's just odd. If some players, uh, a lot of the superstar level players, they usually raise their kind of averages in in the playoffs. And kind of uh, their stats go up, their level of play goes up, but some superstars or stars, if you want to call them, uh, their numbers go down and then uh, the moment kind of becomes too big for them. So that could be the case here, but I mean, we'll see kind of what what happens uh, moving forward with Julius Randle. But let, let's get into the series then. Uh, third time, like I said, in the last uh, four years that these teams are facing off in the conference finals. In 2020, uh, Miami won, I think, in six games over Boston, or five games right. in the conference finals. And then last year, Boston won in seven games. They won game seven on the road in Miami. Uh, Jimmy Butler had a chance to, to, go, to get the win, but he ultimately just missed a three, and Boston went, ended up moving to the finals last season and lost to Golden State in six. So uh, what do you see uh, in this year's conference finals, and who, who do you have coming out on top? Uh, this is going to be a really good one. Boston should be cruising through this, but I just don't know why, but they always get out of trouble. So I'm going to say Boston wins it, but in seven. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Boston, I mean, just has the propensity to uh, give away games that they shouldn't be losing. To, and they did it to the Hawks. I mean, and they did it as well with Philly uh, in Game Four and probably Game Five too. So, but so they have propensity to extend series longer than they should go. I think that's probably going to be the case again. And then you do that with uh, with a team like Miami, who's well disciplined, a good culture, very well coached. And I think they're that's definitely going to be to your detriment. And Miami's going to take advantage of it. So. I see Miami doing that here, and but ultimately I think Boston's just I think too strong. So I, I'm gonna take Boston to to win again versus Miami, like they did last season. So I'm gonna take Boston in this one. I'll say six games, and Boston will get back to the finals. In in my opinion, for the second straight season. Uh, so matchup wise, I mean, what what do we see from? For Boston to guard Jimmy Butler, what do you think, Brown or Tatum? Uh, I think Brown. Brown, okay. And then what do we see from Time Lord Robert Williams? I mean, how many minutes do you think he even plays in? I think fifteen to twenty. Fifteen to twenty. So well, why? What's the deal with him? Why can't he play thirty minutes consistently? It's not like he's a, he's like a, a guy they expect much from offensively. He's a twitchy defensive guy, rebounds, obviously, rim protector, block shots. I don't but know. What's, I, is, I is it, it seems like it's his health and uh, the matchup, but this time he's going to have to play a lot, I would think so, because of Bam, Bam, Bam. Horford's uh -huh. good, but he's old, you know? Yeah. Okay, I mean... Yeah, I mean Horford. I mean is is getting the lion's share of the minutes. At the big, obviously, they, if they want to go small, that's a different story. But I just think we saw last season how effective Boston is with Time Lord there on a consistent basis. Right. And I I just don't know. I mean I think he's this is his what fifth or sixth season in the league. I think he's played a total of like I think two hundred ten games or something like that. 
And I think he's only played 30 or more minutes in 40 of those or something like that. So that's very troubling to me. And if he can't really be a guy that's consistently playing at least like 30 minutes on a consistent basis, I don't, I don't, I don't really get it because he, he's not very, he's not very uh, like effective offensively. He's not like, he doesn't like, he's not like a Jokic or Embiid level. Right. With like with the kind of the, and the top centers offensive, but obviously defensively he's very good. I mean he's tall, lanky, uh, strong, blocks shots. He's very athletic. So I I don't know kind of what's how how much how effective or how how much Boston is going to maximize this window if he's not going to be healthy and it's it's very very concerning uh, for Boston to maximize their window if he's not going to be there consistently. Uh, moving forward but yeah I mean just going back to the series yeah for me it's Boston and six I think Miami is going to win uh, kind of a game that people aren't expecting them to win the way the game goes or maybe come back towards the end and I think Miami like we've seen all playoffs all season long for them they've had other guys kind of step up like obviously you have the stars with uh, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo but other kind of role guys like uh, Kyle Lowry, the, the veteran, I mean, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent. These guys come up and kind of have their own moments, Duncan Robinson in games. Some of them have their own games, 15, 20 points, and they're able to swing a game in, in favor of Miami. I think we're going to see that in a few of these games. So, But ultimately, I, I just think Boston... Uh, they got, uh, in my opinion, the best player in the series, and Jason Tatum. Obviously, he's been a little consistent. He's still experiencing experiencing some growing pains. Uh, still young, young. I think fifth or sixth season in the league. So, I think that's gonna kind of continue. And then Jalen Brown. I mean, uh, I think he's pretty consistent. You pretty much know what you're gonna get from him. He's not gonna always pop like like Tatum or has, like, the ceiling of Tatum, but I think he's pretty consistent, and I think he's going to kind of continue that. He did that last last playoffs, last finals, and I think he's going to continue that here for Boston. And obviously, Missoula put in a bad position kind of as coming from, like, I think the third assistant or fourth assistant all the way to the head coach at a very... Uh, a very short span of time and all, taking over for a team that was in the finals and kind of the situation that went on with Ime Udoka. So I think he's still kind of getting acclimated to that. So I think, but I think uh, ultimately, uh, like I said, Boston too talented. I think they're as good defensively. They have more firepower offensively in my opinion. And I think just overall as a team, more consistent offensively from game to game. I mean, you could have... For Miami, you can have I can see more dry spells offensively, so that's the reason I'll, I'll go with Boston in this one in six games and have them moving on to the NBA Finals for the second straight season. Alrighty, so uh, before we wrap up, let's talk about uh, the draft lottery. It's going to be uh, tonight before Game One of the Lakers Nuggets series. So what do you what do you think uh, ultimately? Obviously, this is a very uh, hyped up draft lottery with Victor Wembanyama, one of the top rated prospects in a while, coming into the into the draft and presumably the number one pick this season. So, 
Who who do you think uh, gets the number one pick? I'm gonna go with San Antonio. San Antonio, okay. With so, Stan. Okay, shout out to Stan in San Antonio, big Spurs fan. So you think Spurs get another number one pick, and then they they get a big big guy, another big guy in their arsenal? Yeah. See. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I think San Antonio, I would be kind of. I, it would be good to see him there with, I mean, Pop obviously has experience uh, coaching other French guys as well with Tony Parker and Boris Dia, but just uh, international players overall with guys like Mano Ginobili as well, Fabrizio Alberto, Rasha Sterovic, uh, those types of guys. So, but I don't know how much longer Pop is going to coach. Uh, so, but uh, I'm just going to kind of say kind of a wild card. I mean, I don't Wildcard, I think there are like six best odds, something like that. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Portland, and Which is great. yeah, I think Portland. Uh, kind of, I kind of see the storyline. Portland getting it, and then they kind of salvaging the Damian Lillard situation, and he, him kind of staying there. So uh, it should be fun. Draft lottery is always fun. Uh, the conference finals are always fun, so it should be two exciting series. So anything else to add, rebound? No, uh, actually, yeah, John Morant's an idiot. John Morant? Okay, you want to discuss that a little bit? Yeah, dude, dude's okay. a bonehead. Uh, make you doing it again. Uh, don't, don't, you dumbass, you, you, you did it once. You, you put a PR stunt after that, saying you're going to change and see the real John Morant, and now you did it again. Uh, it's good news for the Grizzlies that they're going to start out hot without him because we all know they're a better team without him. I've been saying this for over a year and everyone just laughs at me but yeah you're you're gonna be and you're gonna be suspended for 30 to 40 games okay yeah i mean i'm not i'm not gonna say much until kind of the suspension comes down but yeah it's just really bad move and there's just i mean i think he has to really clean up his act i mean i mean he can do what you want off the court just i think keep it a lot more private and then kind of just uh has to make a more concerted effort to kind of uh be there consistently for his team and and kind of be just a better leader and better role model for his team as the point guard and it's just uh troubling to see kind of uh him kind of revert back to that after that such a highly uh kind of uh covered incident that it took place and had him i think he missed i think 10 games because of the, the prior incident and now I think just just kind of set a precedent. I think Adam Silver will suspend him some some sort of games. You think it's thirty to forty? I don't particularly know. I'll wait and see. Kind of Adam Silver's judgment, and we'll, we'll discuss from there. But yeah, it's just really bad situation. Hopefully, uh, he he's still young. I, I guess that's the one thing you can take. Uh, hopefully, he can kind of uh, as the years go on mature and kind of. Uh, rid himself of this behavior and become a better leader uh for himself uh his own his own sake and for uh the memphis grizzlies sake so alrighty, well that'll wrap it up for the conference finals preview rebound thank you so much for coming on always a pleasure thanks for having me everybody thank you so much for listening hope you enjoy both conference finals matchups and i'll be back in about two weeks to discuss the 2023 NBA Finals.